This is Today in History, January the 16th. On this day in 27 BC, Caesar Augustus was declared the first emperor of the Roman Empire by the Senate. And on this day in 1547, Ivan IV of Russia, popularly known as Ivan the Terrible, was crowned Tsar. Also on this day in 1938, Benny Goodman brings jazz to Carnegie Hall. Jazz has been called America's classical music, a label that does more than just recognize its American origins. The label also makes the case that jazz is worth of aesthetic consideration alongside music usually thought of as classical. In the current era, when programs of Duke Ellington and J.S. Bach often draw the same highbrow crowds, that argument hardly seems controversial. In the 1930s, however, the notion was almost laughable, which is what made Benny Goodman's January 16, 1938 concert at New York City's famed Carnegie Hall so revolutionary. Goodman and his supporting cast claimed a new place for jazz on the American cultural scene that night and what has become to be seen as the most important jazz concert in history. Also on this day in 1979, faced with an army mutiny and violent demonstrations against his rule, the Shah of Iran, the leader since 1941, is forced to flee the country. 14 days later, the Ayatollah Khomeini, the spiritual leader of the Islamic Revolution, returns after 15 years of exile and takes control of Iran. Also on this day in 1988, Jimmy the Greek Snyder is fired as a CBS sports commentator one day after telling a reporter for WRC in Washington that during the era of slavery, blacks had been bred to produce stronger offspring. Jimmy the Greek made some regrettable and offensive remarks for which he has apologized. Yesterday, CBS issued a statement disassociating itself from those remarks. It goes without saying that his comments do not reflect in any way the thinking or attitudes of the rest of us here at CBS Sports. While we deplore the incident this weekend, we are saddened that our 12-year association with Jimmy had to end this way. And on this day in 1991, the Persian Gulf War begins at midnight in Iraq. Tonight, as our forces fight, they and their families are in our prayers. May God bless each and every one of them and the coalition forces at our side in the Gulf. And may he continue to bless our nation the United States of America. The United Nations deadline for the Iraqi withdrawal from Kuwait expires, and the Pentagon prepares to commence offensive operations to forcibly eject Iraq from its five-month occupation of its oil-rich neighbor, Kuwait. At 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the first fighter aircraft were launched from Saudi Arabia and off of U.S. and British aircraft carriers in the Persian Gulf on bombing missions over Iraq. All evening, aircraft from the U.S.-led military coalition targets in and around Baghdad as the world watched the events transpire in television footage transmitted live via satellite from Baghdad and elsewhere. Throughout the entire sky there are flashes of light. It appears to be some sort of anti-aircraft fire, uh, a couple of uh, flashes on the horizon now. Something is definitely underway here. Something is going on. And at 7 p.m., Operation Desert Storm, the code name for the massive U.S.-led offensive against Iraq, was formally announced at the White House. Just two hours ago, Allied Air Forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq and Kuwait. These attacks continue as I speak. Ground forces are not engaged. This conflict started August 2nd when the dictator of Iraq invaded a small and helpless neighbor. Kuwait 
a member of the Arab League and a member of the United Nations, was crushed. Its people brutalized. Five months ago, Saddam Hussein started this cruel war against Kuwait. Tonight, the battle has been joined. The operation was conducted by an international coalition under the command of U.S. General Norman Schwarzkopf and featured forces from 32 different nations, including Britain, Egypt, France, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait. During the next six weeks, the Allied force engaged in a massive air war against Iraq's military and civil infrastructure and encountered little effective resistance from Iraq. Iraqi ground forces were helpless during this stage of the war, and the Iraqi leader Saddam Hussein's only significant retaliatory measure was the launching of Scud missile attacks against Israel and Saudi Arabia. Saddam hoped that the missile attacks would provoke Israel to enter the conflict, thus dissolving the Arab support for the war. At the request of the United States, however, Israel remained out of the war. Reality show War, made for television, aired on CNN 24-7, began January the 16th, 1991 on this day in history.